Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and higher power, this show is for you. We explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. The show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Coach Kay. Let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back Show started. We share with you today the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now, here's your host, Dr. April and co-host, Coach Kay. Intimacy. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. Welcome, Coach Kay. How are you doing? I am doing great. How about yourself? Good, good, good. Happy June. Yeah, June is like the month of, you know, like summer and love and just my birthday. Oh, your birthday. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, the Gemini love is real. (laughs) Good, good. Are you doing anything special for your birthday? Actually, I will be at a graduation party for my best friend's son on my birthday, but I do have some specials that we'll talk about at the end of the show for my birthday. <laughs> Ooh, good, good. So some enticement, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So summer, I don't know if you know, but many times summer is the time that people think about dating and starting something new. Yeah, it's, you know, right outside of spring, we're starting to get outside and you're seeing people and you're feeling all kinds of feels. <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm so excited about today's show because many times with dating, we talk about a variety of things, you know, how to dress when you get date, how to do this. But we haven't really actually had a show with people who struggle with um, sexuality and 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 not necessarily they struggle with sexuality, but sex in the sense that people think of traditionally, they struggle with that. And I have this show here today in this episode that if you have any type of sexual dysfunction and you're thinking about, oh, should I date, should I not date? This is the show for you. Mm, This is definitely gonna be a good show. Yeah, definitely, yes. And sexual dysfunction is common. It really is. And I'm glad that we are doing this show so people know that it's not, it's just not what they thought it would be. And I can't wait for us to dive into it a little bit more. Yes, yes, yes. Because people think that, oh my gosh, I may be the only one, you know? Right. You know, they're, they're having a sexual dysfunction because of an illness, you know, such as, you know, dealing with cancer or stuff or age, you know, um, whether it's menopause or trauma. I mean, there's so many things that people have had sexual issues of trauma um, and everybody's trauma looks different, you know, or sometimes people have sexual dysfunction just because of, not just because, but because of anxiety, you know, performance anxiety and ED issues and all this other stuff. So yeah, this is the show for you. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of someone with um, heart disease, I completely understand all of it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so before we go into the nitty gritty of the show or even um, talk about it any further, I want to talk about our nonprofit of the month. 
So our nonprofit of the month is Valerie House. And Valerie House is a great organization that if you're out there and you're like thinking, oh, I'm looking for different organizations to get involved with to, or to donate, Valerie House is a organization that helps people, especially young children who have lost whether a parent or a loved one or a caretaker. And so they provide a lot of support. So Valerie House, so if you're interested in that, please check out Valerie House and it's www.valeriehouse.org. I love our organizations. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. With organizations and with everything, it's about support. Yes. And as we talk about support, we're going to have an expert come on today. And like I said earlier, this is a one of the topics we've never discussed before, dating with sexual dysfunction. And we have someone who is not only going to bring us information, but some techno technology with this too. And her name is Anna Lenade. Hopefully I said it right, but we'll be back in a moment. And um, she'll correct me if I didn't say it correctly. <laughs> and we'll be um, back in a moment to talk further on this topic. Sex should not be the elephant in the room. The fourth ebook of the Improving Intimacy book series from Bringing Intimacy Back, It's All About Sex, helps you navigate every which way you can tend to your sex life. Pulling out all the stops, dive into the central read about sex toys, silky linens, and date nights. Improving Intimacy, It's All About Sex is available on Amazon, Kindle, Audible, and paperback. Search Dr. April Brown on Amazon to view all her books on improving intimacy for yourself, spouse, and more. Welcome back to the Bring in Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. Welcome, Anna. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thank you. Good. Good. Well, let me introduce you. How do you say your last name correctly? Leonardo. Leonardo. Okay. Yeah, all close. right. Welcome. <laughs> So let me introduce you, like I said correctly. Anna is a entrepreneur, someone who's creative, who created a app called Entwine, which is a unique app. And not only just an app, but also services to help people who are dating with sexual dysfunction. She's a single mother of two, and she lives in the beautiful Chicago and she is also a breast cancer survivor. And so with many people who have struggled with cancer and stuff, they have had sometimes sexual dysfunction. And after getting divorced, she wondered, how in the world am I going to get into this dating scene? Because everything is about, you know, sometimes sex. Mm -hmm. So she has found that traditional apps were intimidating. So she, I guess which I got to learn the story of how she came to say, hey, I want to bring something new to the market because there's people out there like me that needs help. Yes. So welcome. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So um, how did you even get involved in, I mean, I know that um, you struggled with um, mm -hmm. cancer and, and all that, but how did that lead to this here? So growing up, I had endometriosis, so I always had painful intercourse, uh, heavy periods, painful cramping, and I used to go to the doctors all the time, the gynecologist, and I would say, that, you know, it hurts to have sex, and they said, it's normal, just, you're fine, just have a glass of wine and relax, and I got that several times, and I was very lucky, I had two kids, so, um, you know, the process was 
was uh, difficult because of the pain. I just had to fight through the pain if I wanted to have kids. And then, you know, just being ignored by the doctors, I just thought, you know, this is how I'm supposed to be. And if I was married for 20 years and I thought, well, I have to have sex. I mean, how's my, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. And, right. you know, my friends were like, well, maybe you're with the wrong pe- person. And, and I'm like, I'm not going to cheat on my husband to find that out. And, <laughs> and uh, so I was definitely feeling ignored. And one day I tried to have sex and it was like hitting a wall. And I thought, well, now what's wrong with me? And it was super, very painful. And, and it, it was, uh, I was scared again. Cause I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to the doctor. They're going to tell me again, it's in your head, have a glass of wine. And Right and, right. and this so, is why you were dating. This was this is when I was when I was married. Right, married. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I was with one person uh throughout for my whole life. Okay. So I uh, I met my ex-husband in eighth grade, so he was my one and only. And so I just you know the first time we had intercourse, I'm like, well, it hurt, it's supposed to hurt. And then the second time it still hurt. And then and then I was like, wait, then my, then my libido was getting affected because it's like I was anticipating that pain I was gonna be having right. and right. being ignored by the doctors and so, so when, when I went to the doctor again, a new doctor, and I said, I can't even have sex now. I don't know what's wrong with me. And before tampons even hurt, and I never said anything because I thought that was normal too. And so when I got to the point where I couldn't have sex at all, that's when I went to the, my other doctor, and that's when she said, you have vaginismus. And, and I was like, what in the heck is that? So, so she told me I needed to go to a pelvic floor therapist and that I would have to use some uh, dilators ranging in different sizes to slowly... Uh, stretch the opening out of my vagina. So the so vaginismus, as uh, for someone that doesn't know, is the uh, the muscles in the opening of the vagina are involuntarily spasming. And I had asked the the public floor therapist why did this why did this happen? And she said, Well, you've been having pain for so many years that this is kind of like if somebody came up to you and started punching you in the stomach. Every time they saw you, they would punch you in the stomach. You would eventually would kind of just like tighten your muscles and kind of back away in the anticipation of the pain. And that's what my, my vagina was, was doing, I guess. So I just said, oh, I guess my vagina's broken now. So, uh, so I, I went, I started doing the therapy and it's a very long process. And I uh, was actually 36 years old when I was in the shower and I found a breast lump. So I thought there's no family history, so it's probably nothing. So let me go check it out. And, and, and so I did get a, I got the biopsy and I found that, long story short, I had three tumors on my left breast cancerous. It was, my cancer was estrogen fed. So, which means yeah. the goal was to get rid of all the estrogen in my body as possible. Cause that was what was growing my tumor tumors. So I was forced into menopause at 36 years old. I had a, a double mastectomy, multiple surgeries, total hysterectomy and also the chemotherapy. Yeah. So, so- Anna, what did that do to you in your mind? Um, because in, in this world, we think that as once you hit a certain age or as an adult, you have to have sex. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. it was a lot of pressure. And I, again, I felt very alone because mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I would go to the doctors and find an answer. You know, like guys have Viagra. Maybe they have something because my sex drive was even worse because of the pain. And but I definitely felt ignored. And Gosh, yeah, and and yeah. alone. I just felt like I'm, nobody else has this issue. It's just me, right, so right. And then I'm telling you to drink more and more. Yes, <laughs> just get drunk. Yeah, more depression. Yes. <laughs> Accept the pain. Just mask it away. Yeah, and yeah. 
and I remember when I was married, I was always like avoiding any type of intimacy because I thought that was going to lead up to having sex and that would be me having pain again. And it's like, I just got tired of having that pain all the time. So it was, I, d I definitely felt alone. Now I don't feel alone because I'm very vocal about my issue. I'm trying to increase awareness because I know there's a lot of uh, women that go to the doctor and they are getting the same, the same uh, response is have a glass of wine. I'm like, they still say that? <laughs> it was, it's very shocking to me that it's a still a common, common uh, solution. Right, it's right. scary. It's mm -hmm. scary that women are looked at and just basically as if you're not someone who would have any type of dysfunction and you should accept pain because you're a receiver of this object. And so, of course, it's going to hurt when in reality, sex does not equal pain. <laughs> right. Right. And I never enjoyed it. So that's why I was like, if I ever get a divorce, I just want to be single. Because how am I going to tell a guy, oh, I don't want to have sex with you because it hurts too much. And I didn't want to do the, use the dilators anymore because I thought, you know, what am I what am I doing this for? It's like I want to do it for myself, not for anybody else. And and I didn't didn't really reach that point yet. So when I was getting divorced, that's when I thought it's just going to be easier to stay single. But then I thought, but well, what about these guys that that have erectile dysfunction? How are they going to date? And that's when I started thinking, I'm like, how do I reach these guys that have erectile dysfunction? Because then I started realizing there's like 30 million men in the U.S. that have ED. And then there's- like, Did the thought just come up in your head or you met someone with ED? Um, well, what happened is my, uh, my friends were going on dating apps and they just started complaining to me about these guys in their 30s and 40s that they're like, there's so many guys out there that have ED and they're using these traditional dating apps. Why are they using these dating apps? And I was like, we saved their number. This is when I was married at the time. Like, save their number. Maybe, you know, if I ever get divorced, I want to go date, date a guy with ED. Yeah. I didn't think any past sex, anything past sex. I thought, well, you know, I'm married and, of course. and that's it. Right. So so when I when I was going through the divorce, that's when I started thinking about those guys that were rejected by my friends and, and I'm sure by many others. And I thought, well, what if they just decide to stop dating because they're they're alone and they're scared to to be rejected and, and embarrassed? And and then I thought. I know I'm not the only one that has vaginismus. I started reading support groups and on Facebook of women having the same issue or breast cancer patients having the same issue where they just don't have, want to have sex anymore. And I thought, well, we deserve to be loved too. So I'm like, well, I'll just be single. And I thought, no, I need to help. I need to do something. I, yeah. I thought, why did I have endometriosis, a broken vagina and breast cancer? There's a reason why. And at first I thought it's to help other people that are going through breast cancer. So I started doing that for a while and anybody newly diagnosed or any kind of cancer scares, I would talk to them. But then I thought I need to do something more. So I thought, why don't I create a dating app that takes sexual expectations out of dating so that people like myself that do have sexual dysfunction or any kind of limitation, they can date comfortably without the fear of being rejected or embarrassed because of their limitation. They, they deserve to be loved too. And, and I know I deserve, I deserve to be loved too. And why not create a, a platform for people like me that, so they know that they're they're not alone and they can find someone that'll just accept them just the way they are. And that's what I did. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for, for doing that. Yes. Um, this show is about intimacy. And one of the things that I really ask people, because intimacy is much more than just sex is just one tiny part of intimacy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Anna, um, 
What is your definition of intimacy? I think intimacy is def it's not just about, about sex. I think that it can be hand-holding, uh, kissing, long conversations. It can be just, just even just sitting together and right. not even saying a word. I mean, it just be any kind of any type of uh, intimate closeness, a skin, you know, touching, and it's a lot more than just just sex. And and I I love all I love hugging and kissing and and I you know I do miss that too. And and uh, but that's why it's like some some people do think it has to have, you have sex or otherwise it's, it's you know I can't be with you. And I, I have heard that too, but. But I think there's a lot more involved in just uh, sex with, with intimacy, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think it's great that you even created such a place, a house per se, where people can come in, feel comfortable, and that is the least of their worry is, oh my gosh, one day we're going to have to get there. They're mm -hmm. walking into this fully aware that, hey, you take your sex talk somewhere else. We're here to get to know and be in an intimate setting and learn each other intimately without that one component. So I think that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us more about this app that you have. How does it work? Where can people find it? Sure. So it's it's a it's a pretty basic app for now because I I am doing this app on my own, and uh, so it, you can. Just log in, create a profile. You don't have to say what your limitations are. And it's even possible that people are on the app. They don't have sexual limitation. I did talk to some of my friends that are on my app. And I said, you didn't, I know you, you can't have sex. And that's not what it is. It's, I'd rather be with a guy for that emotional connection rather than the, the physical. And, you know, and I was like, oh, well, that's surprising. And I heard a guy say the same thing. And so so if they go to to my website at entwinedating.com, that's E-N-T-W-I-N-E, dating.com, they can download the app there. Currently, it's only available on the Android device, but it's going to be available on Apple soon. And even though, like I have an Apple, I can still use the app. It's just, you have to go through the web right now. Um, Apple's not really accepting any new dating apps because there's so many out there and there's a lot of scams. So I have to kind of prove my case to say this is a, a legit app and, and it is to help people and the, the reason behind it. and. So I'm expecting to be on the the app store soon. And uh, again, you can't you don't have to say why what your limitations are, and because that's up to you if you want to discuss that with with the the person that you're meeting up with. And yeah. Okay. Oh, I was just going to ask: Does it have the functionality? Is it almost mirroring of the other ones where you just kind of look at profiles? And, see a picture and then you just start the conversation from there yeah so there'll be pictures there'll be a little heart or an x so if you like the person you hit heart and if that person hits the heart as well then you can start a conversation with ah, them. So you, like have to create, you have to have a match before you can actually have a conversation okay and so also with that um has that built up your confidence? Because I know sometimes, um, and you have a blog on broken vagina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And so um, when you're dating, it's also about confidence. And I'm assuming this app can help boost up people's confidence. I, I believe so, because 
with Entwine, the cards are on a table right away. They know that that, that expectation is off the, off the table right away. And I think there's a lot of pressure involved for someone to go on a date and, and then have to say, okay, when am I going to tell that person? Are they going to reject me? Are they going to accept me? Are they going to make fun of me? And, and maybe, so, so I actually, I wanted to test the waters. And I, when I started going out after I got divorced, I got divorced three years ago and I started going out and meeting people. And, and uh, this, I remember the first person that talked to me about asking me for my number, he wanted to take me out. And I was like, let me test this right now. Cause like old Anna would have said like, wouldn't have said anything. I would have probably started shaking or whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to tell this guy I can't have sex. I didn't even know this dude. So I said, uh, I said, well, before you want to take me out, let me talk to you about my a condition that I have. And I created a dating app for it. And I wanted to, to let you know, because I think it's only fair to tell you right away. Because I don't want to wait three dates in and then have to tell him. Then I have an emotional connection and you know, he's going to feel like a, a jerk that he's not going to you know, accept me or he's going to have to tell me no. To, to not want to see me anymore. So I, I told the guy my issue and he said, uh, oh, well, you have other holes though. And I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> I mean, it caught me off guard, but this, the thing is, that's the most common response I receive is you have other holes, what about anal? And right. I'm like, you haven't even bought me a steak dinner yet and you want to know if I want to have anal? I mean, <laughs> so I, so that was one of the comments is, you know, you have other holes. What about anal? Uh, you must give really good head. I'm like, uh-huh. Or you haven't been with me yet. Wait till you're with me. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll cure you. Uh, you have the perfect reason why a guy wouldn't want to be with you. So when I, I just look at them and I, don't, I mean, I think about everybody else. I'm like, what, what are they thinking? What if somebody that's very fragile that went that was sexually assaulted and they're going to hear something like this? I mean, they, yeah. they're never going to want to date again. So I thought I need to just be vocal and, and, and see what, 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 who am I, who, what kind of, how I'm protecting people that are, that are going out there, men and women that are, are considering dating is it's scary out there. A lot of people are very insensitive. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So on that, do you have a disclaimer when someone um, creates a profile to say that, you know, this isn't um, for an app if you're just wanting um someone to maybe just do anal sex or whatever else that this, you know, to get away those kind of people. Oh, well, I, I give like, like a summary as far as like who the, the app is for, but because there, there might be somebody that, that is okay with anal. Right, you know, so, right, right. But, so I don't really say anything like that, but uh, also I thought about some, there might be people that have cures for their condition, but they, maybe they want to fix it once they meet somebody else like myself, I have vaginismus. I don't want to fix it, but maybe I'll meet a guy that has ED that doesn't want to do surgery, but then he might change his mind. Maybe he wants to use penile injections now or whatever. So then we could decide at the time if that's something that we want to fix on or mm -hmm. together or just stay the way we are. And so I just want to keep it open to, to everybody because, because there's people that are, that are, that everybody has different limitations. Right, right. Yeah. And honestly, if you're really connected with some t someone, you can actually have an orgasm without touching. Right. Because it's all here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's that's what impacts the the body. So exactly. that also can definitely happen. Does that make, make sense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, because people, I mean, you could have sex without having intercourse, right? You could have right. oral sex. Right. And so there's other ways. And it just depends on the person, how, how, uh, what kind of limitations they have.
when they have scar tissue or, or something that just did, or they don't want anybody looking at their breast because they had a mastectomy like myself, you know, so I mean, everybody's uh, different with their, their uh, insecurities and whatever limitations that they may have. Right. So how many, how long has the app been out? It's been out since last year, right? Or last yes. Fall? Mm -hmm. End of August of 2021. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. So we have about a hundred and I believe 140 users right now. So it's U.S. only for now, the USA. And um, the reason I'm doing that is I'm focusing on the U.S. first just to grow it as fast as, fast as I can. And then, uh, but I'm already receiving emails from other people from different countries like uh, Canada, UK, Australia. And they're saying, can you have this app available in my country? And, I, and I'm like, wait a minute, I need to save the world. Okay, I have to, <laughs> I have to branch out. But like right now, again, since I'm doing this on my own, I'm trying to just grow it here in the US first. And then I'm going to definitely spread it out to, to other countries because I know it's it's needed. And and I, I'm learning about more sexual dysfunction out there. Like for men, I thought it was just ED. But then right, somebody exactly. contacted me and said, uh, the gentleman, and he said, I wanted to thank you for creating this dating app because I have something called Peroni's disease. Yeah. And it's, it's the abnormal curvature of the penis. And it can cause uh, with painful erection, painful erections, and then making intercourse impossible. So he said he's been feels he felt he felt like he was like a fraud to all these women because he's always quiet about his condition until like three four dates in. Then they're finally intimate. Then he has to tell them, and then they're just like then he gets even more hurt because they're like no, I don't want to be with you, and so he's just like really excited to to go out there and and actually meet meet uh, somebody to to accept him just the way he is, and so. And I'm, I'm waiting for these success stories for like couples are saying, hey, we met together on, on Entwine. And, um, but for, for now, I have been receiving even women that have messaged me and saying the same thing. Like I've been single for 15 years. I haven't dated. I've been embarrassed. And I'm so excited to go out there because they don't want to have sex anymore because of the pain or whatever the reason was. And so that, that makes me feel happy because that's, that's uh, just to hear that these the women and men they're they're not feeling alone like they, they thought they were alone and now they're they know there's somebody out there that they may have a similar condition or limitation and they don't have to change for them or do treatment they don't have to do treatment or medication or whatever it is right um one question i did have is why did you name it um entwine what what's the significance behind the name so i was going to call it comfortable companions and then my friends were saying it sounds like diapers I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I, I like that name <laughs> so um, I worked with my my first app developers and then I was like okay I need to find a shorter name too because it's like this is too long comfortable companion so then like, what about entwining you know, entwining people together like like with rope not in a kinky way but or maybe in a kinky way I don't know but uh so so we went with entwine Okay. Love it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that. Um, the name and the concept is just amazing. Yes. Yeah. And so it's also, um, and are you doing this, um, full time or you have other services to help in the support? Um, right now I'm doing this. I am doing this full time. I do work, I work part time at a doctor's office. It's like a medical transcriptionist. They've been there forever. They don't want to lose me. So I'm like, I'll, I'll still help you guys out. But uh, this is my main focus is just to to spread the word about Entwine, joining podcasts and, and, uh, and trying to get the word out to the doctor's offices because some of them are kind of like, you're, you're a dead end app. We don't want to talk about your app. And I'm like, what if somebody doesn't want to do the surgery, you know? Right. So 
Or in conjunction with the surgery, that would, to me, you know, for a doctor to say, you know, we absolutely can do this procedure. And in the meantime, because no matter what that ailment or whatever that dysfunction was, was still a part of their journey. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even being on the app, even after the, you know, fix or whatever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, still, I think that paired with the doctor's office, if you spun it like that and they understand that it would probably make them more open to, okay, if I'm on this app, I'm comfortable talking about the surgery because some of the people here have also been in the same place. So Mm -hmm. I think just educating, not just the consumer, but who you would want to to send people your way, the referrer as to why this is an important app. The awareness alone from you just coming here and talking about it is huge. So just thinking about a doctor who can say, hey, maybe we have you come in and maybe some of our pre-surgery people talk to you and maybe, you know, I just think this awareness at all is just huge. I think it's, it's not even just about, uh, I, mean, I thought about what, what causes sexual dysfunction. So I thought, okay, I gotta reach cancer centers. I gotta reach cardiologists therapists, I mean, mental health therapists, because they're seeing patients that are probably, you know, struggling with depression because of this, you know, and, and so like, how do I reach all these individuals? And, and I didn't realize that ED, erectile dysfunction can be caused by a high blood pressure. And then I thought, what about people that have sudden ED, and then they're too embarrassed to go to the doctor? But what if, what if that means that you're, you have a clogged artery, you know, maybe this is a sign for an underlying condition that you have going on. And, it's a big time warning sign. And because you're embarrassed, you know, you don't want to go to the doctor, just go to the doctor, get it checked out. So I thought I need to increase awareness about that. I got to increase awareness about breast cancer, because if you find a lump, don't ignore it, you know, for any type of condition that you have that suddenly shows up, definitely check it out. Because if I didn't get my breast lump checked out right away, I would have, I wouldn't be here anymore. It was an aggressive cancer. And, and uh, I'm just glad that I went and got checked because if I was scared and stayed home and I want to be here for sure. Right. And many doctors who are working with um, illnesses sometimes do not um, tell their clients how it's going to impact them sexually. Right. That's true too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good that you're out there talking. So maybe to bring in that concept and now you're one of the resources. Yes. Which is amazing. I know my my parents are different in this world. Oh, thank you. My parents are very old school Italians and they're like, I can't believe you go on the internet and talk about your broken vagina. I'm like, (laughs) I know mom, my dad, you know, I'm like, I have to though. Cause you know, I I remember, cause again, I'm trying to increase awareness about even sexual dysfunction for women. Cause I I was at, I was talking to a new girl. um, I was at, I'm like, I do karaoke a lot. So I'm going to say I'm at a bar all all the time, but I go to karaoke bars all the time. It's my outlet. So I I sing a lot for stress. And then, I mean, it might stress everybody else out, but I don't really care. But, um, so, so I met this woman and she's like, I'm engaged to get married. And she's, you know, he started talking and, and she, she asked me what I did for a living. So I told her about my app and I started telling her about my my story. And then she goes, I have, I have a problem having sex too. I, I like, it hurts a lot and, and I'm bleeding. When I'm when I'm having sex, and I said, "Was well, did you go to the doctor?" She's like, "I did, but my doctor told me to have a glass of wine." 
And then I just, maybe I'm too, I'm like, oh, like what? This is like you know, a few months ago. I'm like, no, they still say that. So I told him like, you need to get it checked out before you get married because, you know, don't just, because what, what if she just didn't do anything? Because she the doctor said she's fine. And then here yeah. she is, you know, she could have something like vaginismus or anything that could be a fix. And, and she might've just been like me, you know, 20 years later, finally, you know, just not knowing what, what the answer is. And so I'm hoping that, like I said, when I, when I talk openly like this, I mean, it's way out of my, it used to be way out of my comfort zone, but now I'm just like, oh, you know, anybody want to hear about my broken vagina? I'm going to get a shirt that says, you know, <laughs> ask me about my broken vagina. But, but that said, it's my goal is to help other people that are feeling like they're alone and have been told by their doctors, just, you know, it's all in your head. You're fine. Right. right. Be an answer. And your vagina is actually empowered people. Right. <laughs> You have an empowering vagina. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I got a shirt for that too, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> funny. Yes, yes, yes. So if anyone's out there listening, how can they contact you? So they can go on my website at entwinedating.com and there's a, an email there to hello at entwinedating.com. They can also follow me on, on social media on Instagram at entwine underscore dating and then facebook and twitter at entwine dating and i'll respond to them personally oh awesome well thank you so much it's been a pleasure to have you on the show thank I you you being here yes yes well we'll be back in a moment thank you thank you rekindle restore and renew your love in paradise join vacation counseling in costa rica on august 14th through the 18th Vacation counseling has a 98% effectiveness in keeping relationships together. Experience Costa Rica Peace Retreat and take advantage of all it has to offer. One-on-one -on -one counseling, yoga, and nature outings to help you and your partner rekindle the passion. Vacation counseling includes intimacy workshops, sessions, working closely with counselors, yoga, and zip lining. Enroll today at vacationcounseling.com. Welcome back to the Bring in Intimacy show where intimacy is real. Great show and it that really speaks to the overall premise of the show, you know, bringing intimacy back and looking beyond that one element of intimacy. So so glad that we had our empowered vagina on the show <laughs> yes 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 and i'm definitely going to be telling people about this app you know oh yeah yeah definitely mm -hmm. well i'm so glad that we had that i'm glad that we got the conversation started shows like this are amazing especially when we're able to get those conversations started and speaking of getting those conversations started we have more conversations that'll be going on uh, throughout this month. So some of our upcoming shows that are coming. Um, so on June 23rd, we have Tracy Owen that's coming with Giving Voice to Female Sexual Pain. On June 30th, we have Coach Lee Hopkins with Developing Intimacy with Yourself and Others. And then on July the 7th, we have Andre Paradis with What is the Number One Reason Men and Women Fail in Love? Some Ooh. great shows coming up. Yes. Yes. So stay tuned to bring in intimacy back. Um, where can they find us, Coach K? 
Definitely. If you are listening to us, I want you to uh, make sure you are subscribing to that YouTube channel. If you are on Facebook, if you are on Instagram, if you are on Clubhouse, because today we are there as well. So welcome to our Clubhousers. Um, so make sure you are following the Bringing Intimacy Back, spelled just like that, Bringing Intimacy Back. And follow us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter, and Clubhouse. And if you like the show, and you want to hear more from the show, leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Give us a rating. We want to know from you how we are doing. And if there are any topics that you feel like you want to hear about, let us know. <laughs> well, this has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show. Thanks again to our guest, Anna Renata, and her definitely wonderful app. So, um, Stay tuned and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Bringing Intimacy Back. We hope you enjoyed it. You can also find us at bringingintimacyback.com and Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter. Dr. April Brown's five-book series, Improving Intimacy, is now on Amazon, available in Kindle, Audible, or paperback. We'll see you next Thursday live at 3.30 p.m.